Welcome to the Practical Growth Podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Johnson, top writer on Medium.com, published author, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. You've landed on the podcast that takes you on a journey into the heart of relationships and self-discovery. This is a must listen for those who are ready to overcome their toxic relationships and their toxic patterns. You can expect real talk, practical guidance, and raw and relatable guests that you'll be talking about for weeks. Let's get into it. Hello, hello again, and welcome to this week's super special episode of the Practical Growth Podcast. I am your host, TikTok infamous E.B. Johnson, certified NLP, certified life coach, and survivor of more than two decades of narcissistic abuse. And that's why today I am going to be breaking this crazy hot topic down. Okay, every day I get on TikTok, every day I get on, you know, Medium or Twitter. This is a question that I find. And the question that we will be answering today is this. How do I co-parent with a narcissist? Before we get into that, though, I do have to do, you know, my weekly due diligence and remind you about my eight-week private coaching program. This is an NLP program designed for those who are seeking success in their relationships, their personal lives, and it was designed both trauma-informed and with an eye to those who are getting out of narcissistic relationships or trying to break free of narcissistic family structures. You will spend eight weeks working one-on-one with me to break down your obstacles, identify your goals, and start taking action throughout different areas of your life. Now, spots for this are limited. Going viral on TikTok will do that. So if you are keen to get yourself on my wait list and into this coaching program, you really need to hurry up because um, I'm I'm probably going to be out of spots for the rest of the year very soon. So to apply for that, go to therealebjohnson.com and click working with me. That's therealebjohnson.com. Right. So Co-parenting with a narcissist, how in the heck is someone supposed to raise a healthy, well-adjusted human being when they are doing it with another person who is either ego-obsessed or malignant, completely toxic, bent on destroying you and destroying your children in the process, if that's what it takes? How can we even co-parent with someone like that? What does that even look like? I'm not even kidding when I say this is one of my most requested questions. Uh, I did a quick live last week. It was kind of impromptu and about 400 people turned up and I must have had this question at least a dozen times. So many of you are waking up to the fact that you had narcissistic families, but then outside of that, so many of you are also waking up to the fact that you've been in narcissistic relationships, married to a narcissist, partnered with a narcissist. And what comes out of that? Children. Children come out of that. And despite that, many of you still have to make the hard decision to walk away. But even when you're able to do that, you are still tied to that narcissist by your children. So how can you do the best by them and still give them access to their other parent? First and foremost, number one, you've got to put your child first. There's going to be a lot of conflict, a lot of chaos, a lot of turbulence, and a ton of things that you have no way of predicting or controlling, but every decision you are presented with every single time, above and beyond anything else, you have to make sure that you are always making your decisions from the place of putting your child's well-being, both mentally, emotionally, and physically, 
on top shelf priority. Your children deserve to have a good life, even if they've got a shitty parent. And it's your responsibility to put them in the front seat of your life as well and to make sure they are getting prioritized alongside yourself. You, the healthy parent, are responsible for making sure that they have a high quality of life, that they are safe. But at the same time, children need both of their parents and legally you have an obligation to ensure that. So you have to make sure that if it's safe to do so, your child also still has access to this person who might be the most toxic person in the world to you. Now, with this central kind of the child comes first idea in mind, you need to sit down and create on your own what you think an ideal parenting plan would look like. This looks different for everybody. And you have to sit down and do this ideal parenting plan before you ever try to sit down with a narcissist and then start making compromises. So what you need to ask yourself when you're creating this parenting plan is, how do you want your child to grow up? What experiences do you want them to have throughout their life? Not just with you and the other parent, but throughout their life. How do you want them to feel when they are with each parent? How do you want them to feel every day when they wake up, when they go to school, when they're with their friends? How do you want them to be talked to and why? What do you want your child to grow up seeing and believing as a child? These are all questions that have to be considered alongside the practicalities of school, summer and public holidays, traveling to and from weekends with the other parent. So sit down and, you know, on a first pass, make this your ideal. Ideally, this is how things would work out. And then once you have this ideal put together, step aside and create another more realistic parenting plan, which perhaps accounts for some of the negativity or conflict that you can foresee coming around certain events or experiences. Number three, you're going to have to sit down and talk through that parenting plan together, break it down, make some compromises. That's extremely hard to do with a narcissist, especially if this narcissist is bent on destroying you from, you know, limiting their access to you. So one of the best things that you can do in these circumstances is to make it an audience affair. If you cannot get a narcissist to sit down and be civil, honest, and realistic with you when it comes to your child, then get family involved. Get people or one person that you trust to sit down have a family conversation with this person and at the same time encourage the narcissistic partner to bring one or two people who they really trust who are safe and civil. If you guys can't make it this kind of family audience and work together as a family to come up with a plan that works for the child, then you've got to expand your vision a little bit. Maybe you need to enlist the services of a professional mediator in your area that can help the two of you actually hack out a legal and accountable parenting plan that's both flexible and workable for your children and for you. Four, once you launch into action and you guys actually start doing your weekends and your holidays and school and whatever that parenting plan looks like actively, then you need to find ways to keep your distance. Your only responsibility is ensuring your child is safe and that your child is spending the time that they are supposed to spend with that parent. You are not required to get back into a deep relationship with this other person. You do not have to maintain any kind of intimacy with your spouse. If possible, use third parties whenever you are dealing with your spouse. So let's say you've got weekend drop-offs. If possible, let grandma and grandpa handle the drop-offs. Maybe it's a great time for aunt and uncle to spend a few minutes in a car ride taking your kid over to their mom or dad's house. You don't have to be a part of it. 
Okay, your children can still be safe with other people so that you can keep some distance from this person who is targeting you. If you can't do that, if you are a parent who has to ensure that you are there for the transfer or that there are maybe some safety issues, then when you are in contact with this other parent, you need to utilize the gray rock technique, which means that anytime you're forced to interact, you make yourself absolutely boring to them. Put up those walls, don't share any emotional information, don't give them any fuel to taunt or torture you, and more than anything else, do not ever react to them because a reaction is fuel to a narcissist. And once you give them that fuel, they're going to blow up the situation and they've got control of your emotions. Number five, and this is central, okay, to co-parenting with a narcissist, do not ever under any circumstances unless it's like absolutely a question of your life, show any kind of conflict or drama in front of your child. You can't control what the narcissist is going to do, but you can control what you do, which means even if they are screaming and yelling, you don't have to scream and yell. Even if that toxic narcissistic partner is calling you names in front of your child, you don't have to respond, okay? The chaos and the conflict as much as possible needs to be kept 18 plus which means in the realm of adults. If you need to fight it out, if you need to call and cuss and scream and do whatever you need to do, that's fine. Don't do it in front of the kids. Kids need to be in bed. Kids need to be, maybe they go out of the house for school or a field trip and then you make a phone call or you schedule a time to speak to that partner. But keep the drama away from the children. They don't deserve it and they're not a part of it. Number six. Now listen, before I say this, I want to preface it with your children don't need you to sell them a delusion, okay? Even very, very, very young children who don't have a language for it very quickly figure out who their parents are and whether or not they are good people, whether they are bad people, and whether or not they are safe people, okay? So that being said, number six, you need to try as much as possible to keep things positive or to build up your partner in realistic ways, to your child. In some cases with these narcissistic parents, they're really, really toxic to you, but they can end up being okay to the child or even great to the child because maybe their target is just on you. It depends on the narcissist. Every narcissist is different. So keep it positive as much as possible. Don't launch into big complaint sessions about the parent where you call them names or you point out all their faults or all their wrongs, even if it's true. Okay. Let your children form their own opinions. If you can't say anything nice about their parent, just don't say anything. Literally, like you can just change the topic of conversation. If they ask you about what do you think about dad? Just change the comp, just change the topic. All right. Don't talk down about your other partner to your children. Keep it positive. And if you can't keep it positive, keep it neutral. And if you can't do that, just keep your mouth closed. That does not mean now, I can hear some of you being like, well, what if they do that bad? If the parent, the narcissistic parent does something truly bad and the child asks you about it, explain it to them in an age appropriate way and keep it as neutral as possible. In the same token, though, remember, if that parent does something positive, does something good, and it doesn't come from a completely crappy manipulative place, Allow your child to celebrate it and celebrate it with them. Number seven, this is one of my favorite pieces of advice to give to my clients. And in many cases, this has helped them both alleviate their stress and worry and to build some really strong family connections at the same time. And that is this number seven, 
you need to establish some avatars for yourself. Now, this isn't possible in every single co-parenting situation, but you'd be surprised how often it is possible. There are people in your partner's family who are probably very, very aware of who your partner really is. So a great thing to do if you're co-parenting is to reach out to another family member on your partner's or ex-partner's side of the family. If there's someone there you can trust, someone you've been friendly, someone who's expressed that they, you know, recognize the toxicity of the situation, enlist their help. Turn them into an avatar. Get them to keep an eye on your kid. This isn't spying, okay? Make it very clear you're not interested in any personal details of your partner's life. Just get them to keep an eye on your child when you are not around. You know, check in with them every now and then. See how things are going. See how they kind of form an opinion around this relationship that your child has with your partner. You'd be surprised how aware some of your partner's family members might be and how willing they are to protect the child that they also probably genuinely love. Okay, so if nothing else, just keep a contact in your partner's side of the family and say, hey, listen, this is just in case anything ever happens and maybe my partner's not around. Give me a call. Send me an email. You know, it has nothing to do with our personal relationship. This is just about the children. Okay, just the children. So if you ever need me for the children, please, please, please contact me here. Last but not least, number eight, you need to know the laws of the city, state and country that you live in. There's only so much advice that someone like me can give because laws differ greatly depending on the situation, depending on the state, depending on the country that you're in. So if you're going to be co-parenting with a narcissist, a lot of that is going to be dictated by what those state laws are or what those countries' laws are. And that's going to dictate how much access your partner has to that child and how much time your child potentially has to spend with your partner. So you need to be very, very, very aware of these laws. And that's especially true for those of you who have a genuine physical fear of the ex, the narcissistic partner who you are co-parenting with. You need to know what those laws are so that you can take swift and definitive action in case worse comes to worse, and you need to sever ties between yourself and the narcissist with your child, obviously, with you. There's really no clear-cut, one-size-fits-all easy way to find peace in the journey of co-parenting with a narcissistic person. You are going to have to find that ebb and flow, always keeping that child in mind, and always knowing that in many respects, you're going to be forever at the mercy of your partner's antics, their ego, and their nonsense. It's not above narcissists to use their children against you. They may try to turn the child against you by talking badly about you, or depending on how deep their pockets are, they may even try to engage the legal system in order to destroy you and even the children. No matter what, you've got to find a way to find peace in the storm, calm in the storm for yourself so that you can make the best decisions for your child who is completely innocent in this situation and who needs to be protective mentally, emotionally, and physically above all else. Get other family members involved. Talk, talk, talk. Give your child age-appropriate language to communicate the experiences that they're having when they're away from you and they're with their parents. Give them emotional language so they can describe feelings. How do they feel when they are with this narcissistic parent? Many times... Those feelings will tell you more than a child's recollection of an event. If lines get crossed, do what needs to be done. Become the fierce warrior that your child is not yet old enough to be. Remember, your children 
more than anything, more than anything else, rely on you, the safe parent, to give them the love and to give them the authentic nurturing that they require to become confident, healthy, loving, empathetic members of society. They are going to struggle to feel love from the narcissist unless they are performing, unless they are changing themselves. So when they come home to you, you make sure that they are overwhelmed with absolute love and acceptance. Never let your children forget how important and how special they are to you. Right. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you found it informative. I hope you found it useful. If you did, why not skip along to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review? Everyone who leaves a five-star review of this podcast is going to get a free copy of my Unmasking Narcissistic Families ebook. All you've got to do is leave your review and then take a screenshot of it as soon as it goes live. Send that screenshot to me on Instagram or by email and I'll send you a free ebook. It is literally that easy. So if you love it, leave a five-star review for everyone else. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.